Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is 365 Sports. The Smokey.com podcast is presented by Peter Chevrolet in Longview, Texas. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. TFNB, your bank for life. Baylor's Scott and White Southwest Sports Medicine. And Bubba's 33. It is hard to imagine we are already into week number three of the Texas high school football season. We have seen evidence. We have seen games where you're like, wow, really? That team's better than we thought, or maybe a couple of teams that were highly ranked that have played either really good people or they just haven't started as well. We will today focus in on Melissa, the Cardinals. It is a, um, that, that school district is blowing up. They have spent a ton of money on the facilities, the indoor that's 130 yards. You've seen and heard about maybe pictures of the $35 million stadium. And they are a school district that kind of in that area where you saw back in the days of Plano and then Allen and, and even Frisco and other areas that have just gotten big. And uh, Melissa is a – they're ranked number one in Class 5A Division two, coming off a couple of nice wins against big boy schools. And we'll have Matt Nally, their head coach, on the show today a little bit later on after this opening segment. We always start with this. Games that kind of popped out at me. These are usually from our games that we ask you to predict on Smokey.com. And one of them is the game I just mentioned. Melissa, they beat China Spring. China Spring has won back-to-back state titles. Beat Melissa last year 42-41. They have gotten to the point where they just expect to win. And of course you do when you've won consecutive state titles. And, And they have along the way beaten some big boy schools and talking China Spring. But Melissa got him back, and, and, and emphatically, in a 30-point win against China Spring this past week. Uh, their quarterback, Trevor Ham is fantastic. Nigel Smith, a defensive lineman, is uh, as good as anybody. And we'll get to Matt Nally on that. But that's the game that initially, like, I thought Melissa had too much this year. The game was in China Spring. They have magic there. But I just thought Melissa might just have too much firepower, and they did at one point leading that game 28 to nothing. Here's one that I, I didn't know who would win this game because they play each other all the time. They played in the playoffs, Malakoff and Grandview. But Malakoff thumped Grandview 51-21. Grandview had won their opening game against Glen Rose 35-7. Jamie Driscoll and Malakoff, they are like we know good. They've been good for a long, long time, but they win by 30 against Grandview, and that kind of opened my eyes. Great shootout between Alito and Geyer. Alito winning 48-45. to Canadian by 20 beat Bushland. That's one that jumped out. You know, over the years uh, in East Texas, and, and that's where I started back in 1981, I have seen some fantastic Football at the highest level, all the way down to the lowest, like used to be Class One A, um, and and now Two A. But I've seen in that Four A district, in that Four A, excuse me, classification, which back in the day was Three A, Pittsburgh, Dangerfield, Jefferson. I I mean, fantastic teams, and, and we've spotlighted them before on this podcast. 
But then you started to see what Carthage has done with Scott Surratt, the nine state titles. Along the way, Jeff Trailer built Gilmer into a state power, winning a couple of state titles, and they've been in the mix. Kilgore, uh, Chapel Hill, uh, and, and I know that there's a Lindale a couple of years ago made a great run. But Gilmer has been as consistent as anyone in the number of wins per year. Now, they don't have nearly the state titles that Coach Surratt and Carthage, and Carthage usually beats them straight up. But Gilmer doesn't lose very often. They're 0-2. They got smoked by what is a fantastic explosive team by Chapel Hill in the first week. But then they lost 24-23 to Kilgore, and I'm going to spotlight the Kilgore kicker in a minute. Is it good? And uh, I, I mean... A last second, eight seconds to go field goal. Kilgore wins that game. Gilmer doesn't lose many of those close bang-bang games. It's because they kind of find a way to win, but Kilgore got them. And, and Gilmer starts the year at 0-2. Centerville, 43, Crawford, 20. I knew this would be a slugfest. I didn't expect anyone to, like, pop loose for 43 points, but Centerville does that against Crawford. At Tascacito, I mentioned last week, this is a really good school in that humbled school district. First time they've ever beaten Katie, 42-34. Jerry Sanford uh, at uh, Texas High, man, they've got something going. Uh, they have had back-to-back high-scoring, big-time wins. They beat Frisco Lone Star in last week over Heritage Colleyville Heritage, 41-38. And then also the one here locally. In fact, Garrett Ross, who's a part of our podcast every week, helping run this mothership, uh, beat La Vega. Two teams that are separated by I-35 in Waco. You have Lacey Lakeview to the west of 35. That's uh, obviously Conway, uh, Connolly. And then you have Belmead to the right, and that's La Vega. These two schools, I mean, very, very, like maybe what? five miles apart or something like that and 48 40 terry garrick and Connolly win that game that's a critical win and a great win and don hyde and Vega are good don't get me wrong but Connolly with uh, some high level division talent of their own including the running back and Kiefer sibley and we'll spotlight him here in just a second before we get to the players of the week in both east and central texas that i do on my website we highlighted will hammond the quarterback at huddle he's committed to texas tech last week and uh and and huddle the first game had an explosive win uh, against what was it san marcus in that opening week then they played uh, two weeks ago we, we we highlighted will hammond then they play liberty hill liberty hill with that patented just banger type running game the the the, the slot t i mean they just run that as well as anybody can they had 700 and 62 yards rushing, which is the perfect offense when it's clicking against a team like Hutto that throws the ball all over the place with Will Hammond and all his weapons. Will Hammond passed for 715 yards, four touchdowns, ran for 88 yards and six touchdowns, and lost 82-80. And this was not like two, three, four, five overtimes. This was regulation, 82-80. It's a basketball score, and both teams did their thing really well. Liberty Hill ran the ball for nearly 800 yards, and uh, obviously Huddle with their high-octane offense had over 800 yards themselves. Now, let's look at the East Texas Players of the Week. We start with Jacoby Williams, fantastic talent. 
out of Beckville. He does everything, literally everything. There's the rushing yards. There's the passing yards. There are the touchdowns. Uh, and then, of course, a couple of punt returns and a touchdown in a win against the Rams of Joaquin. Offensive player of the week. How about Peyton Harrison of Atlanta? Throws for seven touchdowns, nearly 500 yards. He also converted seven two-point conversions. Also scored a touchdown on the ground in a 30-point win against Redwater. Then there's Cash Fletcher from Overton. Just a really solid defensive stat line. Six tackles, four behind the line of scrimmage, three sacks, three quarterback pressures, and also knocked down a pass in a win against All Saints. And then Leo is a Geary, the, the kicker. I mentioned the win against Gilmer for Kilgore, 24-23. He was perfect on extra points and also kicked the 37-yarder with eight seconds to go to win the game and averaged almost 28 yards a punt in five punts. Now, moving on to Central Texas, Kobe Black, everyone seemed like he's going to end up at Texas. He is a fantastic player, can play multiple positions. His brother plays Corey at Oklahoma State. He had 11 tackles, had a long kick return, uh, also had four carries, scored a touchdown, one catch for 21 yards. Just does everything for Conley in their win against La Vega. Kiefer Sibley, Sibley, his teammate, 356 yards and six touchdowns. Also had four tackles in the win against La Vega, the offensive player of the week. And then David Haynes III from Hillsborough. His father's the coach up there. 22, uh, excuse me, from Whitney. 22 tackles, so that's wrong. It's Whitney against Hillsborough. 22 tackles, three-pack behind the line of scrimmage and also scored a defensive touchdown and a one-point win against Hillsborough. And then Stephen Payan, the kicker, I don't know of anybody, Kilgore maybe, and I mentioned Izagiri, and I, there's a couple of other schools, but I don't know, over the years of me covering high school football in Texas, um, Madisonville has had a fantastic run when it comes to the kicking game. Really, I mean, they do a great job, and sometimes that's just something that, I'm not saying coaches don't spend time on that, but it's almost weekly. Over 10 regular season weeks or games, Madisonville usually has six, seven, or eight weeks where a kicker's kicked a couple of field goals, this and that. And here's uh, Stephen Payan, who kicked a field goal, three extra points, also five punts for 30 yards, two of those uh, inside the 20-yard line to help the defense with field position, a couple of touchbacks. They do a great job in the kicking game. Madisonville with a nice 26-16 win against Navasota. Also, a couple of other people, players, to put on a spotlight tonight. Uh, today. Jacaden Bolden, the running back from Hallsville, 253 yards rushing in a win against Henderson. Caden Dixon can probably every week be the offensive player of the week in East Texas, the running back from center, and obviously be a part of that built forward tough nomination part with his running yards. 337 yards and four touchdowns, and center, the Rough Riders uh, beat Spring Hill badly 66-20. to There are a couple other players in East Texas. Uh, there's Nehemiah Massey from Kearns in a nice win against Bremont, a one-point win against Bremont, had a critical catch to keep that game, uh, to keep the, the lead and keep a drive going to seal the game for Kearns. He had three catches, 100 yards, four tackles, uh, scored two touchdowns, had an interception, and again, just overall really good for Kearns. Noah Murphy, the running back and linebacker from West Rusk with a huge win against Sabine. They're pretty good. Uh, 251 yards rushing, four scores. Brought, remember the run by Jeremy Jenkins at Harmony out of the Gilmer area last year that came out of nowhere and led by the quarterback in Boston Seahorn. 
357 yards passing, four scores, scored a rushing touchdown, blew out White Oak. And unfortunately for White Oak, they've had back-to-back weeks now where they have been, they've given up 70 points or more. Harmony gets back on track after that tough opening loss to Hooks. There was one note about Carthage. They really kind of just got by Kilgore. Uh, Jet Surratt, Scott's son, the starting quarterback this year, threw some picks in that opening game. They still won. Bounced back with five touchdown passes all in the first half, and they over they just were too much for Pittsburgh in that game. Dawson Witherspoon, Mount Vernon, 240 yards rushing, six touchdowns. That's a school record in a very impressive win against Gladewater. Cooper Curl from Frost. Remember, Mario Porter last year was the overall player of the week. In fact, he was a part of that built forward tough thing, too. He had everything, tackle, sack, quarterback pressures, Caused a fumble, recovered a fumble, touchdown catch, touchdown run, and uh, and a 55-0 win against Sabine Pass. So those are some of the players around the state. One private school, uh, uh, Tabor Tyson, he's a running back and safety for Central Texas Christian High School, 11-man football, private school in Temple, 284 yards rushing, scored six touchdowns, a two-point conversion, and also five tackles in a win against Dallas Shelton. I mentioned Kobe Black. Uh, I, I mentioned uh, Kiefer Sibley. And then how about Clayton Stembridge from Toler? Nine tackles, two passes defensed, three interceptions, and a 48-14 win against Early. So those are some of the best performances around East and Central Texas. And then we will spotlight some of those around the state. I'm a part of the Texas or the Built Ford Tough nomination committee. Every Sunday evening, I'll nominate anywhere from two to ten players out of the, the it, really, whoever sends me nominations, and then also a voter. Every, what is it, uh, Monday in the afternoon, we vote for that, and that's usually released by Wednesday. Wednesday or Thursday. Our, our sponsors, Peter's Chevrolet and Longview, TFNB, your bank for life, Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, Scott and White, uh, Baylor Southwest Sports Medicine, and Bubba's 33 Restaurant. We appreciate all of them. When we come back, Melissa, number one ranked team in 5A Division II, Matt Nally, their head coach. He was on the staff as an offensive coordinator. He is from Frankston. He coached at Frankston and had three tough years for the Indians, and maybe that helped mold him who he is today. He also has fantastic talent at Melissa. The facilities are one of a kind, state of the art, and Matt Nally, the head coach at Melissa, will join us next on the Smokey.com Texas High School Football Podcast. Peters Buick in Longview has the best selection in East Texas. Over 70 Buicks to choose from, like the all-new 2024 Buick Encore GX, starting at $25,750. Or the Buick Encore GX Avenir, with an all-new look and up to 31 miles per gallon. The largest selection of new Buicks from the number one Buick dealer in East Texas, Peters Buick. Online at peterscars.net. In Texas, there's pea-sized hail and baseball-sized hail. Guess which one hit our house? We didn't even know where to begin, but we called our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent, and he was so reassuring. He knew exactly what to do to get our house back into shape and our lives back to normal. Now, we're even more thankful for the roof over our heads. Stop by and see our agents at one of our three McLennan County locations. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. 
pizza, burgers, and Bears football. There's no place around Waco that serves them all other than Bubba's 33. Come show your green and gold and enjoy some of Waco's best food and beverages while watching your favorite team, the Bears. When real Bears fans get hungry, Bubba's 33 is the number one spot for ice-cold drinks, hand-stretched, stone-baked pizzas, and bacon-infused burgers. Join us for indoor or patio dining. Bubba's 33, Waco's restaurant and proud supporter of Baylor Bears football. Sick'em, Bears! TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texas are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking and savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB Your Bank for Life. Member FDIC. Baylor, Scott & White, Southwest Sports Medicine Orthopedics, the team physicians for Baylor Athletics, specializing in diagnosing and treatment of any and all sport-related injuries. Celebrating over two decades of service to Central Texas, they tackle all surgical and non-surgical problems that arise from an active lifestyle. Trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. And when injuries sideline you, don't wait for Monday. Join us at 8.30 on Saturday morning for a post-game injury evaluation clinic. Baylor, Scott & White, Southwest Sports Medicine Orthopedics. We get you back in the game. This is 365 Sports. The Smokey.com podcast is presented by Peter Chevrolet in Longview, Texas. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. TFNB, your bank for life. Baylor's Scott and White Southwest Sports Medicine. And Bubba's 33. Featured Matt Nally and Melissa before on this show, the Smokey.com High School Football Statewide Podcast. And Melissa off to a phenomenal start. Expected, but again, who they've beaten, Argyle and China Spring, and the way they've done kind of has validated what everyone thought about this team, ranked number one in 5A Division II. Matt, thanks for your time. Some I, I, I bring this story up. I talked to your superintendent, Mr. Murphy, about this, and I he's like – his uncle was Jack Murphy, the great coach for years at stadium named after him. But back in 1984, I covered a long view. Doug Cox was the head coach and they were ranked number one in the state that year. And it was like five, a, I don't think six, a was, they had not changed all that, but I felt like almost as if that ranking like was a burden for them. I've heard you. And I think Todd Dodd spoke with your team that why not embrace it and use that in your favor you obviously have done that so far the first two weeks of the season. Absolutely. You know, I can't have, uh, I can't take any credit for that. That is solely coach Dodge coming in and, you know, he asked me what to talk about. And that was, that's been my fear with, with any team is, you know, when you're ranked like this, how can you stay humble and whatnot? And um, how can you realistically, you know, go through the season um, and not buy into the hype? So um, him coming in and speaking that to the team, and it's kind of been, you know, kind of our mantra, like, you know, I mean, we're going to embrace it. We're going to be who we are. And, um, you know, we're going to put the bullseye on other people. You know, the bull's not on, not on us. And we're going to move forward and um, just be about us. What is the core mission statement uh, for, for Melissa High School football? Well, we want to be a, a servant to the community. We live in such a great community, um, and they do so many, so many great things for us. So we want to give back and whatnot. So, I mean, if you're talking about the core principle, it's going to be to serve others and to serve um, our community. Now, our theme this year is, above all else, you know, 
love your brother. So, um, and that's something that our kiddos have really bought into because we live in a day and age where it's, it's about me, 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 and Mm -hmm. not about other people. So, um, that is something else that, um, our kiddos have really bought into your kids, uh, young men enjoy playing the game. They're really good at it, obviously with the first two weeks, but also it seems like they're pretty humble. That doesn't mean that they can't get a little bit over the top because they're excited, but do you see that this team is also humble? Yeah. I mean, you know, kids are kids. So, I mean, it's <laughs> us as adults to, uh, help guide them. Um, the one thing about our kiddos is I don't think our kids have really, um, you know, they don't really understand the whole thing about, um, you know, being a high ranked or whatever. I mean, we've been ranked, you know, in the top five and whatnot before we've been ranked number one when we were for a, um, not at the beginning of the season, but throughout the season. So, uh, we've been at this level before, but you know, we preach nonstop about getting better. You know, we preach nonstop about the noise outside the field house is that it's noise and it's negative noise. I don't care if they say you're the greatest team ever. And it's a lot of positives that's negative because all, all success breeds is complacency. And we're not looking to be complacent. We are looking to get better each day, each week. Um, and I think our kids have really bought into, into that piece. Now, the other thing too is, is we only have one goal, you know, all these teams might have other goals and things about winning the first home game, winning the first district game, blah, blah, blah. We, we have one goal and that's to win state. So um, I think that also keeps them on uh, the, the train tracks too, in the regards of, you know, this is our goal. So it's not about beating China Springs or Argyle or whatever. It is about winning the state championship. And I think that keeps them, uh, their mindset correct as well. Well, you've been pushing that envelope. You've been trying to get over the hump. And I say that because you've been successful 19, uh, nine and four, 2020, 11 and two, 11 and three. And then last year, of course, uh, eventually South Oak Cliff. And we know how great Coach Todd's team's been the last couple right. of years. Right. How much has that like been something that makes your players even more uh, hungrier or um, maybe even more thirsty for success deep, but still going week by week? You know, I heard one of our players say this the other day. He was interviewed and I thought it was awesome. Um, he said, you know, we've already set the standard here to, about winning. Like we can win football games. We can have winning seasons, but you know, we want the standard to be winning state, you know, constantly being in the, in the conversation about winning the state championship. And that's what we want our standard to be is winning the state championship. So I think that's a big piece of, um, you know, when players are buying into that mantra and buying into that mindset, I think that's a big piece of having uh success, um, you know, where we want success. We want success in December. Um, now, you can't take anything away from the teams that we played, uh, Stevensville and um, South Oak Cliff. You know, they they had great football teams. And, you know, when you want to talk about 5A Division Two, you know, there's a lot of people out there talking about Melissa. A lot of people still need to be talking about South Oak Cliff and people need to talk about Lovejoy and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. We have to respect every opponent. You know, I mean, that's something else that we discuss is, you know, we have Roy City coming in this week and people have already brought up, you know, Lovejoy in the district championship, the last game of the year. And we're like, we don't, that's not anything that we care about. We care solely about Roy City. But um, like I said, I think that's a big piece when when my players are starting to say, hey, the standard needs to be winning the state championship, not just winning football games. 
That area and where you are, uh, you mentioned Roy City. Of course, they exploded. We know what's happened in Frisco. We know what's happened even in Prosper. And we know the days of back, you know, I'm old enough to remember when Plano had the one school and made the run. And then it was East and then it was West. And then here comes Allen and their explosive amount of uh, uh, population. Do you sense, sense all that around you in Melissa? You know, I've been here for nine years and I've seen it, you know, when I first got here, you know, we had about five, 600 kids in the high school. Um, and now we have, you know, close to 1700 kids in the high school. So, you know, growth is just part of what, what we're about right now. And the thing is, is our school administration and our community has done an excellent job of preparing us for growth. You know, people want to talk about the stadium. The stadium is built for a 6A program. Um, our high school is being built now. It's built for a 6A school. Um, to, to answer your question, you know, I mean, the, the, there's some really, really positives about being a small school. And, you know, I have a lot of my my ties are from small schools and I have mad respect for for coaches and, and players in, in that that area and that uh, environment. But the thing here is on the football side of it, I think football is football. So when people talk about, you know, classifications and whatnot, you know, you're talking about Longview. Longview is going to block power just like we block power. So um, that piece of it, I'm, I'm not really uh, sensing that. Uh, but when it comes to kiddos, like, yeah, there's kids that walk in the halls now that I don't know their names. Right? This is the first time I've seen them. Mm -hmm. So, yep. um, so that's, that, that is occurring. You did bring up the facilities, uh, not just the football stadium, the gym. Uh, the championship center, the 130-yard indoor uh, facility, which is like all of it is gorgeous. The bells and the whistles, and it's, it is a community that's giving back to the school district because they care. Uh, is too much made of that, uh, you know, the $35 million, and I, is, is too much made of that? Is that almost overwhelming at times? Um, I don't, I, I mean, for me, no, I mean, but I'm probably the wrong person to talk to. Like, I believe kids deserve things, yep. you know, I, I don't believe that, you know, people, I, and I totally understand, you know, people talk about taxes and things like that, but you know, I mean, you got to think about what we're using all these facilities for, you know, we're using it for band cheer, right. uh, all kinds of things, you know, our, um, trainers use it for, for their things. And we, we use it for, you know, I mean, we have uh, SWAT comes in and trains and then and we have different things that go on within the stadium and uh, with those things. But at the end of the day, I believe that kids deserve things. And the Melissa community has just done a great job of giving our, our kids what, like I firmly believe is what they deserve. And, you know, I mean, we, we're right now dealing with heat and um, and then eventually we're going to deal with cold. Um, that indoor facility is amazing in the regards of, you know, our kids don't have to miss a beat in the in the in the regards of it's too hot outside. So we, now we have to go to a gym or, you know, it's too cold outside. So we have to go to a gym or we can't practice. So um, once again, like I, I'm a different cat daddy when it comes to that. I believe kids deserve things. How much have you as a former quarterback where you coached and also played at Frankston. How much of that is part of you as a coach? Um, I would say, you know, earlier in my career, a big part, you know, um, I still, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I, when practice is going on, I'm, I'm watching the quarterback. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. you know, <laughs> I, it just is what it is. But um, um, I, I have the best staff. I have the greatest staff. You know, people talk to me about, 
you know, Melissa schemes or whatever. We have people come in and, and, and talk to us. And, you know, for the most part, I'm, I'm, if we lose a game, it's because of me. I'm too involved. If we win a game, it's because I'm letting those guys do what they do. And um, I've got a great offensive staff and a great defensive staff. But, yeah, I would say my quarterback coach probably has the hardest job in Melissa just because of the fact of I'm going to stick my nose in there. And, like I said, I'll probably screw it up more than more than I make it right. Well, you've got a quarterback in Trevor Hammond. I know it's more than him. Maynard had a huge game over, what, almost 200 yards receiving. Your defense plays really well. How good is Trevor Hammond, and kind of when did you kind of realize he was special? Um, I, I realized he was special when he walked in the door. You know, the <laughs> thing about Trev is, you know, people talk about the way he spins it, and he does. He spins it extremely well, but he is a quarterback and what you're looking for. And what I mean by that is, is a quarterback manages the game. You know, everyone thinks, oh, a quarterback is going to be this guy that puts up massive stats. That's not the truth. You know, we ask our quarterback to do just a very few things um, take care of the football, um, be accurate but manage the football game. And um, he does a great job of managing it. In the Argyle game, you know, our offense is like everybody else's offense these days. You know, I mean, there's so many things that that quarterback can do. You know, he can throw a pre-snap screen. He can throw a, a post-snap RPO or he can hand it. and Or sometimes he can check and make his own deal and whatnot. But, you know, in the Argyle game, he could have done some things post-snap and, um, he came over and we were talking to him about it. And he's like, well, coach, we're getting five yards of pop in the run game, you know, and I'm, you, you can't, you know, I mean, you can't give that excuse. You're like, yeah, you're right. You're exactly right. So, um, and then the China spring game, you know, uh, he went out there and once again, my offensive staff did an unbelievable job game planning those guys, but he took what the defense gave him. And that's the biggest thing about Trevor. Trevor is a quarterback that I want in the regards of that he can make a bad play call, a good play call, because he makes the right decision uh, pre-snap or post-snap. So super proud of him and, and, his, and obviously his development. By the way, as a former quarterback, uh, Keith Murphy, your superintendent, told me that Matt Nally, uh, Matt Nally uh, played quarterback but looks like a guard. Has he told you that before? <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say this, you know, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm not, I'm not in the best shape of I've, I've, when I was 18, 19, but I will say this about my superintendent. I, uh, oh. I threw for about, I threw for about 200 yards. He was a DC at Malakoff. Okay. I threw for about, I threw for about 200 yards against him one night. So, um, back in, back in the, the late nineties, but I sure did. I got him. Well, that, that might be why he's still bitter. I, I, now, <laughs> now speaking of Frankston, you were good. Uh, and and I, you know this, I covered Frankston back when they had a guy named Paul Coleman who ended up being yeah, drafted yeah, in Major League Baseball. Yeah. I, it, I, I've i been around for a long time since 1981, <laughs> and I know the kind of ins and outs. Um, and Jamie Driscoll, by the way, is doing a great job at Malakoff and has since uh, yeah, for a long time. But so you played at Frankston, and then you coached your alma mater. And I've always thought that can be very, very difficult, whatever level. Was that hard? I know you had three tough years considering what you're doing now. How much did you learn about yourself and about coaching and, and just like managing that time during the three years you were a head coach with Frankston with the Indians? Um, you know, it was a, it was a dream come true to, to be the head coach there. I mean, it really was, it, it was something that I wanted to do for a long time. Um, 
it is extremely difficult. You know, people that are going to go pursue that, um, you know, I mean, you're, you're coaching people that, um, you're coaching people's kids that you went to school with Mm -hmm. and that's always a hard thing. Um, but I have nothing but great memories from Frankston and, and just that community and that, and my, my parents still live there. My wife's parents still live there. I've, um, nieces and nephews that go there. It's, it's a great place. It really is a great place as a coach. You know, I felt like, um, I was a great offensive coordinator at Frankston. Um, I learned that, you know, a head coach is somebody that's got to take, um, every piece of the game and be involved with. And I did not do a very good job of that. Um, when I was the head coach, I was still the, the OC and um, I was still concentrating on that. And people can do that. People can do that. I just learned about myself. I cannot do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to be involved in other things uh, just to make sure that, you know, all the pieces are working correctly, but that is what I learned. And there's a lot better coaches out there than me um, that can do stuff like that. I, that's the biggest piece that I learned. Well, um, with that, that part of it. Well, it's, it's part of growing up and learning what you can and cannot do or what your strengths are. And that's sometimes hard to give up. You have a young man in Nigel Smith who what six, five two sixty, a defensive lineman that is just incredible. Watch him on film. He's being recruited heavily. Everyone knows who he is. Um, what kind of young man is he? And is he someone that like is the beacon of what that program is all about? Well, the thing about Nigel is, is, you know, when you see him, he's very, you know, imposing person. He's a, he's a large human being. Um, (laughs) He is a great football player, an unbelievable football player, but people don't see behind the scenes. First and foremost, when you think about elite players, okay. and, And I've got to coach a few in my career, every elite player, you know, Practice is an opportunity for them um, to, to hone their skills, but they're doing things before practice. They're doing things after practice. They're doing things um, when they go home at night that, that are making them better, um, a, a better player. So like, for an example, you know, like we practice in the morning. Well, Nigel will be here at five o'clock. He'll be here by himself um, hitting the bag or working or whatever the case may be, his hand placements and things like that by himself after practice he's doing the exact same thing you know we'll go in the weight room he's the first guy in the weight room um when the weight session ends he's he's probably in there for 30 more minutes you know so there's that piece that no one gets to see about nigel uh the next thing is is nigel's a really really good kid he's a he's going to grow up to be a really really good man um he's a fantastic teammate um he does things that you know you you hear about um you know, I got a picture of him vacuuming the floor in the locker room. Um, he helps us with uh, uh, putting out the jerseys. And yeah, yeah, he just does all these great things that, you know, people don't see. You know, he's coaching kids um, on the sideline during practice and whatnot. Like, those are things that, in my personal opinion, um, make you an elite player, but also make you an elite person. And that's what he is. He is an elite person. I know he's uh, set to make a commitment or announcement and he's anybody in America would want him. And they all have shown that interest. How has he juggled and handled all of that along the way? I think what really helped him was he got on people's radars really early and he is raised by really good people. Um, his mom and dad are unbelievable people, but you know, he's got a granddad in his life too, that they've really trained him 
uh, throughout this entire process, A, to be humble, but B, really to, to speak. Like he speaks so well to these people, but his parents also make him be real with people. So like they made him call all the schools that has offered him and he had to thank them and all those things. And then he had to tell them that, I'm, you know, I'm committing to another school and, and whatnot. Like most people are dodging those hard conversations. Um, but make a long story short, um, in this process from a freshman now, uh, he's taking it in stride. He has done a great job of um, really assessing where he wants to go based off of certain criteria. Um, and that's criteria that him and his parents came up with. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I, I think I know where he's going, but um but I'm not quite sure either. But wherever he goes, it's going to be the best decision for him. Matt, I'm proud of you. Uh, covered you a little bit Thanks from you. you know as, through my website and also what you've done, how you've grown as uh, your 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 family, your your sons, and also with your wife and and who you are, what you represent. I appreciate you jumping on. I'm so proud of what you're doing there, and I know Thank the you. expectations are huge, but you seem to be handling them as is the program. Thanks for your time and good luck against Roy City. Thank you. Matt Nally, football coach at Melissa. And this is the uh, Smokey.com High School Football Podcast. Peter's Buick in Longview has the best selection in East Texas. Over 70 Buicks to choose from, like the all-new 2024 Buick Encore GX, starting at $25,750. Or the Buick Encore GX Avenir, with an all-new look and up to 31 miles per gallon. The largest selection of new Buicks from the number one Buick dealer in East Texas, Peters Buick. Online at peterscars.net. In Texas, there's pea-sized hail and baseball-sized hail. Guess which one hit our house? We didn't even know where to begin, but we called our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent, and he was so reassuring. He knew exactly what to do to get our house back into shape and our lives back to normal. Now, we're even more thankful for the roof over our heads. Stop by and see our agents at one of our three McLennan County locations. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Pizza, burgers, and Bears football. There's no place around Waco that serves them all other than Bubba's 33. Come show your green and gold and enjoy some of Waco's best food and beverages while watching your favorite team, the Bears. When real Bears fans get hungry, Bubba's 33 is the number one spot for ice-cold drinks, hand-stretched, stone-baked pizzas, and bacon-infused burgers. Join us for indoor or patio dining. Bubba's 33, Waco's restaurant and proud supporter of Baylor Bears football. Sick'em, Bears. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking and savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB Your Bank for Life. Member FDIC. Baylor, Scott & White, Southwest Sports Medicine Orthopedics, the team physicians for Baylor Athletics, specializing in diagnosing and treatment of any and all sport-related injuries. Celebrating over two decades of service to Central Texas, they tackle all surgical and non-surgical problems that arise from an active lifestyle. Trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. And when injuries sideline you, don't wait for Monday. Join us at 8.30 on Saturday morning for a post-game injury evaluation clinic. Baylor, Scott & White, Southwest Sports Medicine Orthopedics. We get you back in the game. 
This is 365 Sports. The Smokey.com podcast is presented by Peter Chevrolet in Longview, Texas. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. TFNB, your bank for life. Baylor's Scott & White Southwest Sports Medicine. And Bubba's 33. Well, we're now through two weeks, and we had Randy Polk of Longview won the first week that Bubba's 33 Pick'em, which is on Smokey.com. It's on the homepage at the top. You can see where it says Pick'em. He was 21-8-1. And then the winner from week number two, really nice week for Nicholas Harrison out of Carthage, home of the Bulldogs and the nine-time state champion. Nicholas is our Bubba's 33 winner. He gets a gift card uh, for $25 it will send to him for winning the week two pick them. We'll have week three. In fact, it's up right now, and you can pick. I think it's up until perhaps uh, right before like five or six or something like that on Thursday since there are some games on Thursday. Here are the elite games. This is from my great friend Jerry Forrest from pickskinprep.com. He has his index of every classification in Texas from six-man private schools to, I mean, all the way up to the big boys at 6A. The number on the right is what I want you to look at. And the other numbers are important too. But the number on the right, the lower the number, the better the game based on at least his annual, his weekly index of ranking teams. Wimberley and Brock, two teams with great tradition. They will meet. Wimberley's off to a 2-0 start. Combined, rec- uh, uh, I guess, state rankings, Wimberley 1, Brock 2, so the ranking total 3 is the lowest of the week. DeSoto, Dallas, uh, out of Dallas area, along with South Oak Cliff, these two teams met last year. It's hard for these teams to get games. Uh, Coach Todd, Coach Mathis, they meet again, both state champions last year. That's how good this game is, and uh, they play. DeSoto and South Oak Cliff, DeSoto, according to what Jerry's picks are, is a touch, a couple of touchdown favorite. There is Edna and Refurio. Refurio lost that game in the opening week. This is a really good game. Edna is a slight pick in that game, according to Pigskin Prep. Dangerfield and Timpson. Terry Bussey has not played, and I don't know his status for this week, but they still, uh, Garner, has, the quarterback, has taken up all of the slack, along with others, and Timpson and Dangerfield. Johnson, the quarterback at Dangerfield, they've got tremendous stuff. These are two dudes right here, a 2A and 3A. They're both highly ranked. Uh, Winsboro and Hooks. And, you know, um, Winsboro just keeps winning. Hooks has got that win early in the year. Remember, they beat, ah, gee, I, I just went blank on they beat somebody in the opening week that was kind of a simple oh, harmony the harmony went who went deep last year uh hooks is two and oh and they're a slight favorite in that game against winsboro cuero the gobblers heavy favorites although yokum very good both two and oh jim net colt mccoy's alma mater and wall jim net a slight pick as is harmony and beckville beckville remember we highlighted jacoby williams who does it all uh, for Beckville. North Shore and Westfield, a couple of bangers in 6A. We know the history of North Shore, Westfield. Uh, again, really, really good. And North Shore is a pretty good favorite in that game by 11 points. Stephenville and Decatur. Stephenville is now 1-1. They lost to Midlothian Heritage. And Heritage, of course, very, very good. Stephenville, slight touchdown favorite against Decatur. Um, Steve Huff is up there. He was the one that helped build early on the great success at College Station. Albany and Seymour, 
Uh, Almaty, a heavy favorite. There's Lancaster and uh, also uh, Geyer. Geyer just uh, lost by three to Alito, and probably even with Lancaster and what they can do, Lancaster lost to South Oak Cliff. That'll be interesting. Two teams coming off a loss. Port Natchez Groves and West Orange Stark. West Orange Stark is a, a big underdog here. They're not very much of an underdog against anybody, but Port Natchez Groves is a big pick there. Lone Star, I mentioned the loss earlier to Texas High in week one, and Reedy. Frisco and Frisco, how that school district went from out in the middle of nowhere in one school to now too many. I mean, I don't mean that in a negative way, but there are so many schools in Frisco ISD has exploded. There's Holland, Brad Talbert and his team off to a 2-0 start. A nice pick against uh, Granger. Winthorst and Mustard, two good teams. That one will be fun. And then there's Midlothian Heritage, who's a three-touchdown favorite against Don Hyde and LaVega, who's coming off the loss to Connolly. But uh, Heritage, a heavy pick for Jerry and Pigskin Prep. Carter, isn't it nice just to see Dallas Carter playing well again? It's been a while. Alan Wilson was there. But, of course, before that, Freddie James, we know the history of what they did. And Carter, it looks good. Off to a 2-0 start. John Settle, the head coach at Sunnyville, they are 1-1. One one. Bushland and Childress. Bushland was beaten by, what, 20 by Canadian last week, but Canadian beats a lot of people. And then there's a game that Garrett has and we have on uh, 107.9, which is Power 108 in Waco on the radio and the Sikkim 365 app. Conley, a, a nice favorite against what Rick Rhodes and Cameron Yo. They're good. They can put it up now. But Connolly was so much talent, and they're favored by about three touchdowns in that game. So those are the games. You can go to Smokey.com, find the link up in the top, pick them, get on there, name, I think, your email and where you're from. You get to pick all those games that are up right now, among others. And then Derek Tonkin, our webmaster, does a great job. He will send me the winner based on the record. And then uh, also, whoever wins gets a $25 gift certificate from Bubba's 33 in Waco. For Garrett Ross and also Jack McKenzie, for all of our fantastic sponsors who do this with us to give back to you. And I love being a part of Texas high school football and what has now been 43 years, that's hard to imagine, and the memories along the way. Thank you for watching. Please subscribe. Hit the like button. Tell somebody else about what we do. And thanks to Melissa's Matt Nally for the time today on our show. This is 365 Sports. This is 365 Sports. The Smokey.com podcast is presented by Peter Chevrolet in Longview, Texas. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. TFNB, your bank for life. Baylor's Scott & White Southwest Sports Medicine. And Bubba's 33.